Mic check. Boom. Working. Hmm. All right. We ha- today we have Gabby here from uh, Lucky's, where I met you. At uh, International Women's Day, actually. And yeah, that was. Uh, thank you for putting that on. There was uh, free sushi, and uh, <laughs> the sushi was good. And yeah, I gotta say, I I got uh, to hear about a half hour of it. And um, yeah, I I just called you being definitely the the most interesting character to want to interview. You know, it probably has a lot of character. You know, character. I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out more and more with this, like what character means, but we'll discover together. So welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you very much. So thanks uh, for having me. The chili was great. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I always, especially when I get to serve a chef, like it's a great treat to me. So. Um, you know, that's, you know, a, an honor. Honestly, chefs are some of the hardest people to, uh, to network with sometimes. We, they are. We just want real flavors. Well, well, the truth is you also are a bit prideful of your own culinary creations. And I, I am as well. Like, so I don't actually expose myself that much. Like the more you are a chef, honestly, like you expose yourself to travel and inspiration and certain amazing meals. Yeah. But you, the more you do cook, the less you do eat from others right so it's like so in that sense you know i'm a chef and then chefs just don't really they're not really social cats like if you're playing the chef hat you're not necessarily like the best networker agreed somehow like you also know you hold a treasure as a chef so you're not like just like you're not just like inviting anybody over to your feast like some of my feasts like my indian feasts like i swear like you have to be it's real intimate like that's very good so good and takes so much time that it's like special the chili is more like for the peoples, you know. That's why for I made that. Well, it's like it's something that's a big pot you can share, you know. So it's true. it's true, and everyone uh, enjoyed it. So, all right, let's get to it. So, where were you born? I was born in Quito, Ecuador. Ecuador. Cool. Ecuador, middle of the world. Middle of the world. Oh yeah, and it's on the equator, right? Yep. Were you Quito? Okay, actually, that's the funniest thing. Oh, I think I have a Spanish tutor, Maria, and she lives in Guayaquil. I think. My mom is from Guayaquil. Um, that's the coast yeah well it's near the coast there's not really any beaches on it no nah, well 40 minutes 30 minutes okay so how long ago when did you first come here well, i used to come to miami since i was a baby basically yeah but then i moved here like what eight years ago seven years ago yeah more or less but i used to come here forever Okay, so your upbringing in Ecuador, like, is that where you first became, like, a chef or got business? No, or? no. I studied in uh, Switzerland, hospitality. Then I went to Sydney, Australia, to do the Cordon Bleu. And then I've been traveling around the world doing this. So Singapore, eh, Australia, eh, Peru, Bahamas, everywhere. Doing yeah. what? Hospitality. Restaurants and hotels. Okay. Yep. So you went to a great school then, Cordon Bleu. Was that like a big moment for you to like your career? I did Cordon Bleu, but my other school is even better, Le Roche. It's the number one it hospitality. It's in Switzerland. Switzerland, again. Yep. Okay. And that's even bigger than Cordon Bleu? It's better. Yeah, I can see, say bigger. Yeah. Because it's hospitality. It's not only culinary. And so then, you do uh, so hospitality wise, I, I know you have you you know are you part owner or you owner of Lucky's? I'm part owner. Part owner. It's a couple of us. Do you so where do you like what what's your hospitality play like where what's your 
<laughs> what's the reach of your domain? I <laughs> train staff. I do quality control. I do at which places, like especially lucky. No, but like hospitality means usually hotels, right? Or no, 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 no. no. So when you say hospitality, you also mean you're talking about nightlife. No, hospitality means restaurants, means nightlife, means cafes, means Doesn't everything. Mean hotels. No, no, no. It's all about service. Okay, anything. So anything under service falls under hospitality. Basically. Okay. Yeah, that's the domain I care about the most. You could say fitness is hospitality. Only. Yeah, of course. Yeah. A gym is hospitality. Okay, then we're talking. All right. That's cool. Um, and so besides Lucky's, what have been like your favorite projects in Miami? In Miami? No, Lucky. 100%. Aside from Miami, Bahamas was my favorite. No, no, no. Like what other like venues in Miami are you like part of? or? Coyotaco. Coyotaco. Yep. And I'm opening a new one. A new taco place? No, a new... I cannot tell you what it is, but yeah. This one, the one with the robots? Yes. Okay, we were at International Women's Day, <laughs> and I'm amazed I was the only guy there. Like, I, I came with one of my life coach students, Rebecca, so it was cool. It was not like, I wasn't inviting, like, wingman friends to yeah. pick up girls, you know? Like, it was, I came with my life coach student, but, like, basically we had a, a great time, and, uh, you know, I was the only dude there. It was you like, were. what the hell, guys? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That, that concept is cool. It has a lot of technology involved. So so then you opened up while we were talking about this uh, robots in a restaurant. And uh, I mean, I, I immediately thought of like, what are the most complex things you could make a robot try to do? But like, you're probably thinking about the most easy tasks that we can get rid of from workers having to do. Like, isn't that your Well, goal? it's not a robot robot. It's not like a robot that looks like a person. It's more of a... How can I, it's just a machine. What's that, an easy task it can do that can help save time? I mean, it can cook something in three minutes instead of three hours. Like what? Like uh, ragu. Like nice. a pork ragu. It'll create a... But you have to give it like a... It's like a microwave... Tr like like kind of like... No, you put the, all the ingredients. Uh, then you will set up the machine for the temperature, the size of the ragu like the the way you want it to come out basically you set it up and boom it comes out all right so there's flying ragu and then there's lucky lucky's is like one of the best miami spots i have great memories at lucky's people i met there stuff like that i love that place i love how you, you know the nightlife is it's a outdoors still i love outdoor like patios and you know like you know you could say there's there's like there's more uh bedazzled like dj booths for sure out there in the scene like it's not <laughs> yeah. but it is what it is but like the balcony or the the, the deck basically a patio is like really awesome and i really appreciate it and then you have so many food options in there so like what's the story of lucky's like how did that come to be so uh two out of the three business partners uh used to live in asia he was then my partner was in thailand i was in singapore when we came together, we said, well, there's something missing in Miami, an Asian market. And that's how 1-800-LUCKY came about. It's giving the client that sense of a market, of a nation market. Like if you were in Singapore or in Thailand, just having great food, but feeling that you're in the streets. And then, of course, we put that twist of, of nightlife, like you said there. So it's mainly your love of travel that you found a way of expression. 100%. In Miami. 
So I think that that's obviously inspired you a lot in your life. And, 100%. Um, so what have been your favorite places that have really opened you up, like, consciously? Singapore. Uh, that's my favorite place in, in the world, I think. Uh, lately, I've been trying a lot, uh, traveling a lot to Venezuela, which no one understands why and how, but it's beautiful. Uh, there's a place called Canaima, that's where the first movies of or the first movie of Avatar was inspired. So the waterfalls and all of that. Uh, I just like to travel. I mean, I've been everywhere in the world. I think just a couple of places that I haven't been. But yeah, I just that's where I spend my money. Yeah, me too. Just traveling. <laughs> just traveling. I think and you're traveling. not alone. Yep. Well, it's a sign that you like being light, you know. Because I think the more you love travel, the less you love too many possessions, right? Because like, if you had a, like a dog, it would be harder to travel so much, right? I have a dog, you but have he a dog? Can, yeah, okay, he mind. stays here. All right. So anyway, but at the end of the day, like the more attachments you have, harder it is to live a travel life. Yeah, I, mean, I love to travel. We we kind of went over this last week, but like travel is one of those things that mm -hmm. I encourage it like the hell, but like. And so much of the world's problems could be solved if more people just got exposed to travel and you diversity. Just, you just open your mind. You open your, your mind. Yeah. So I credit a lot of who I am to my travel experiences. Same time, it can become a bit of an escapism. It can't of sorts. As, but if you have a, a, as long as you don't have a place of community or service. So you are very tied being a restorer, being a hospitality expert. Like you are tied to your community wherever you set roots and invest, right? You are very, very, very tied to that place, right? Like in yeah. terms of like your, that's your mission, like to grow that in right. that area, right? And to serve and, the hot, and to serve others, right? Correct. So assuming you've picked your spot and your ground to like invest in, yeah, travel is a great kill. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great joy, um, basically. And, but what's key is that you have found that place to invest yourself in. Because some people who haven't found that yet, sometimes they'll just work and then dream about escaping all the time. Right, and that's very common. I used to almost do that. I used to do that as well. It's like work to escape your your community when you're young. So I encourage travel in the twenties, but obviously thirties has me like a little more mature, like kinda you know, I'm looking to serve my community. And so you do you do that. Uh, is there any other ways, secret ways that you served Miami? I think just you know, giving jobs and, and, and uh, training and Bringing out the best of each person. Uh, I love to learn from my from my team and see what they can, what they can become. I have some very cool success stories. Oh yeah, like yeah. what? For example, Adrian, my my right hand, left hand, eyes and everything. He when when he started was the first week that we opened Lucky as a dishwasher. After two weeks, he was a supervisor. After three weeks, he was my right hand. He just showed an interest of just becoming better and, and, and showing that he was just great. He was, he couldn't speak English, so we paid his English classes. And then he wanted to learn about refrigeration and, and uh, air conditioning, and we paid his university on that so now he's our guy for everything yep and like that we have a lot of people people does just click right away and it's just you know you can see they they're 100 percent invested right 100 percent. 
yeah, they, they show you every day how they want to become better. That for me is the most important thing. To wake up and, and see how they're, you know, working towards the same direction. Basically. Well, yeah, it means you're setting up good motivation. And, you know, the truth is, uh, when you become someone like yourself who hires people, and, or it just coaches people in a way like you get to observe transformations happen all the yeah. time which is like a worker comes to you just like begging for a job or, or just needs someone to believe in them right and then suddenly you're training them to like flex their purpose serve feel valued start to have social life grow you you're hiring people like in the service industry you really get to observe people transform oh, from like being in the yeah, right opportunity right it's really cool it's probably one of the greatest fulfillments actually of it and, and we've we've been working for the past what five years with a lot of people from you know that come out of jail. They go to some of the basic positions like dishwasher, but they become better, and and it's amazing to see them you know coming out of that hole and and just having a, a reason to to leave. It's 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 very it's cool. Yeah, giving purpose yep. can be very powerful. So. All right, so back when you were in Ecuador, when were the first signs of you loving hospitality or cooking? So, or I used to play golf uh, for the country. So I used to travel basically every weekend. Every weekend I was somewhere else. Playing golf tournaments? Yeah. Wow. So I was in a different country in a different hotel. And that's where my passion for yeah, hospitality started. Was it still Michelle Wee who's the best golfer ever? Or who's the best golfer? <laughs> nah, nah. Who's the best woman golfer ever? I like Lorena Ochoa, but she retired. Paula Creamer is all. Do you was still play around good. Miami here? I do. Yeah. Sometimes. What are your favorite courses? I play a lot of uh, golf in Crandon and uh, the one here, Miami Beach. Oh, and, and the one that they're closing, or I think they close it down this weekend, uh, the one next to the airport. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Those when you pick easy. a few good greens that you like to practice on, that's all you need, really. You know, yeah. You can, like, travel and play, right? I'm sure you have. You go into, you love travel, you go into Saudi, right? I'm going to Dubai, Dubai in a couple of weeks. Right during Ramadan as well. And you told me you had like a you had a tradition of loving dinners during Ramadan. Yeah, in Boston. That was great with my with my Saudi friends. That's great when you can get into that. <laughs> it's a big party every night. Oh, basically. It was feasts every night. Oh every I have not experienced that yet. I told you. I kinda God. want to this Ramadan is coming up, guys. I, I like to like tell people about these spiritual things going on so that they can appreciate them more. But it was great. It's coming up. Like I'm gonna post post this on Wednesday and it pretty much starts Wednesday, so like yeah, this is like a kickoff Ramadan podcast, which good. is like I actually, you know, you have so to you respect do have, that. Right? You have to respect that Islam is the fastest growing religion right now. Like you have to respect that. Like people are are subscribing to it because it's a way of surrender and outflow, and you know, kind of like simple. Like pr the principles are good, right? And so I I definitely take Ramadan opportunity to appreciate you know Muslim culture. I have neighbors here that are mm. like she's Muslim and her family and everything like. We pray together. I have a Wednesday night is my Muslim night. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like every day has a certain spiritual character that I respect most that day. And Wednesdays is Muhammad's day. So it's like my one of my favorite days, actually. That's good. He That's was good. like, he, he was basically conquering idolatry. He was like overcoming idolatry. And that was what I like called him out, like to make a difference. It was like observe and it's kind of funny, like in Miami, like I see you could think, some people could think Miami's all about idolatry. 
you know, idolatry of star. Of, I don't know, LA is more like stars, idol, idolatry. But like Miami has so much temptation, right? You think, like people think that. But then people who really live here know That's what the wellness say. here. The, yeah. Like the wellness communities here are the best on the planet. Like yoga, Tiptopia got like, you know, Nike Run Club, Frankie Ruiz. Like these are pillars of like the best in the universe, right? Like for free activities. Like I was just talking about it yesterday with a friend. I said Miami can bring out the best of you or the worst of you. Exactly. Depending if you adhere yeah, to the wellness exactly. stuff or the temptation Or just stuff. go crazy. So it's you can really... You lose yourself here. Like, the so people, like, yeah, some people are scared of like what living here would do to them, you know, but like they love to escape here, travel here, whatever. Um, so I think the question was though, in your youth, like were you... Cook, when did you first start cooking like at home with your family or whatever? <laughs> so, like, when I was like... Uh, probably five six years old i used to every sunday i used to cook macaroni and cheese and put a camera in front of me and i used to say that i was in a in a cooking show <laughs> oh you, there you go you had a dream yeah. were you sharing it on social or anything no, no, no of young. course five or six years old but you would have right probably oh, probably yeah know. you would have been a young kid but i used like, to oh, cook for so out. i was making the macaroni and cheese you know the box you would have been a tiktok star <laughs> on like a cooking probably. channel yeah for sure and my brothers <laughs> and my sister they were younger than me obviously they were sitting there just waiting for the macaroni and cheese and everyone was just playing along with me there yeah. you go so yeah i think you find that whatever strokes your playfulness the most when you're a kid is a sign of like a it's an electric kickstart to like your soul power like like being in the now playing yeah. you know when uh, there's one thing one mantra i like to say well well, with enough energy, anything is play, which is the truth. Like, like when you're playing with interactions of your consciousness and your light of consciousness on things, and it's like watch, like when you put your full light on something and you observe it transform, well, that's play, right? And well, you're basically in awe of what's happening and you're observing. Like, I think one element of play is uncertainty. I believe because like you can't really play a basketball game and not and know for certain who's gonna win. Like. Like you go into the games of uncertainty and that's part of what makes play right so i think exactly. like when you play you really surrender the need to know or predict and you just watch stuff happen like in the flow right yep so yep. besides cooking and like what's one of your favorite flow activities again travel travels flow play golf i guess you said those things because travel is flow like are you a photographer when you travel or like how, how i'm a you... photographer i'm a i'm a Networker. restaurant reviewer i'm a i just like to talk to people i love to sit down and, and just if i see people walking by and just ask them how they are and just talk to people love of humanity right yep it's something flexed when you travel and then when you invest more of your you know your play money into that it's like it's all about where you invest your time and money and so you know when it comes to you operating a business, what's like a lesson you've learned about like how you invest your time and money? Like, what's a lesson you can share? I guess just teaching or sharing my knowledge. Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. Your love of teaching and sharing. Right? And just sharing my, my knowledge and just talking and, and just, you know, giving what I know and, and my what I love and, yeah, just 
I'm very open with my staff and with my team and just I, I just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. So it's like radical honesty and transparency 100%. is like I know what brand. they're yeah. doing, I know their families, I know their when they're sad, I know when they're not sad, I know everything that's There's a certain curiosity you have to have to go that deep, right? Yep. Well it's a certain care you have to have, right? And like you have to be careful, right? Not to So who taught you these things? Like your what who's a role model or my father. Parent, your father? Yeah. Was he restored or is he in hospitality? No, well? <laughs> zero. But it's just the way he treats people. The way he treats people is the way I've, I've been taught how to treat people and how to deal with people. So I think that's my... Certain honor, like a way you're carrying himself and then that you carry. Yeah, you just have to respect everyone. A certain, yeah, I think respect. Uh, that's one of my favorite mantras that actually gets me going is like, you know, respect for the son, respect for my family, respect, respect for my friends. Everything. Like that's like your primary engine when you're moving about and you're like, well, like I'm, I could do this. That would be like an ego task. Or I could be like, Hey, I'm about to be late to this meeting. I need to be respectful. And so like, <laughs> like respect is something that can drive you around life every single day. Every single day. If you focus on being respectful, it can very much drive you. I mean, respect is. And my greatest lesson that I've been sharing is like, I, I kind of reached a, a mountaintop of realizing that like the true respect means joy. So like if you're if you're joyous and you're enjoying yourself, you instantly go into a sphere into a plane that's beyond wanting respect from people, right? Because at that point, if you're really in the state of joy, do you really want notifications, questions, concerns, things that you have to deal with? No, you're in like a boyish, girlish joy state, right? Yeah. So do you agree like the joy state is a little bit more like youthful and childish, right? In a way. And that's where the true play happens, right? And so when you focus on like resting and staying in that quadrant up there, then you can more easily, once you realize that that's like a certain quadrant you can stay in, you realize any thoughts that might come of like oh well why didn't i truly find monetary success in that project yet really fast or like why didn't i get any likes here like what like, it's easy to like get hard on yourself but if you realize that the joy is the respect you deserve it's very powerful right say everything about respect joy is the respect you deserve from the universe so mm -hmm. like so yes so respect if you focus on respect enough and you study it it'll get you to joy and then Joy is actually the final state that you want to be in. So I, I discovered this week there's like three pillars of consciousness and pleasure in the brain. Is like number one is the most stabilizing, which is service. Like everyone knows, like if you wake up and you're like you're kind of insecure about anything or whatever, if you recall your mind to like where you are called to serve right now, like in your community and your whatever venues, like where you are serving people, mm -hmm. that will be a very stabilizing, strengthening pillar for you. Of, of consciousness really quickly especially in the mornings you're like if you're ever insecure it's like hey no my purpose is to serve and i know where that happens and i need to clean and prepare and whatever like it come you know what i mean it really stabilizes you to focus on your where you feel the calling to serve so finding that is very powerful and then the second pillar is uh <laughs> honor for your family so that's where how you carry yourself out more out in the world it's like it's the way you carry yourself and respect others is part of your brand, is part of your identity, is part of your aura, your vibe, it's part of your social history in that community, exactly. in that place. And so your honor is partly you can, that honor is so, so, so service is the most stabilizing, honor is the most motivating. And that's where you really just focus on honoring your father and mother. And that's where you really say, hey, it's more, more than just about me, it's about honoring my family. 100%. And that's everyone will say, hey, how, who, how are you 
educated, right? Yeah. So your fan like, but it's really a drive to honor your family, really That's truly, okay. and it, it's very motivating. Where do you come from? It can How be very motivating for people, yeah. and for people who lack motivation. They should care more about that actually yep. they should say you know what maybe i'm not honoring my family if you lack motivation in life you're probably not focused on honoring your family enough so like i can maybe even be in my life and there's tons of stories like i could be faulted for not honoring my family enough and like making them suffer a bit for my youthfulness right <laughs> so like i've been proven to not learn this lesson but like now i'm learning about these three pillars here and it's very motivating is to honor your family and so the third one is joy and joy if you have like two if it, if it can stand on two this table the joy is like the tap dance third one that's just like having fun moving things around like playing dancing like that's joy and that's the third quadrant and you know what that one is is the most gratifying because that you know gratitude is just like a journal away you know or, or an expression so it's like you take that in your own hands is the joy but you have to stand on strong pillars of service and honor mm. to mm. really, really rest in the joy and have earned it, right? Because yeah. you can't have joy without for too long without earning it. You can drink, you can party, but then it'll hit you eventually. But like joy that lasts is joy built on those strong legs of service and honor. That's true. And so the joy is what you really need to realize is like if any part of you has some ego in you that's like, yo, what the hell? You did that X, Y, Z and it didn't succeed. Like there's ways like anyone can fall into traps of faulting themselves and being hard on themselves. But if you realize just the resting in joy is the respect you deserve and that that's how can you want more if you're in that joy state, which is like ideally like in the now, you know, you're kind of transcending. So I think creatives like you, when they're out, even when you're out and about in the community doing your job, like you're snapped into it by how much you care about your service, your honor, your joy, and you're snapped. Like you're in the now and you're focused, right? So, all right. So one thing on my dream is like one last question, like for, yeah. for the, for spirituality sakes, like, so I think people who are very like in the scene are, are, I think you're very focused on serving others and being a role model yeah. potentially for women or whatever. Um, how do you think we can get more people to care about honor and service? Cause I think there's a lot of people who can get caught into the, 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 you know, not if you're if there's a opposite to these three pillars, there's probably uh, the castles of sand and imaginations and dreams and like status games and like caring about the wrong things. Right. So, like, how do you think we can get people to care more about service and honor and, and community? I just think people have to understand, right? First, it's a it's a job, but it's a passion, right? And and you are showing, sharing what you created to other people and making sure that they're okay. There's a lot of people that just they just open places, open businesses, just for the fact of just money. But they don't have a reason why or a, a clear understanding of why they're going into business. I think it's very important to, to understand why you're up out there. I mean, why? Why? It's not just because you want to make money. No, there's, there's a reason why. Right? For example, one of my businesses, the market. Yeah, what do I want to do? I want to be able to share that passion for 
markets for for little businesses to grow or smaller businesses to grow showcase their amazing food just there's a there has to be a reason why behind it that's the way i don't know that's a great answer i gotta say you're saying like it's it's very important to know what your purpose is but and, and that can be a lot of things but like what's most important is to have a certain character about yourself and your project it's not you're just not going after these numbers i mean of course at the end of the day you care about numbers right you have to you have to, you have to use not, it's metric, not a business but it's using yeah. them as metrics over using them as the end goal correct agreed like you yeah. use them as ways to judge your progress and improve and you can see there's so many examples especially here in miami right businesses that just open and, and they go to the wrong place because there's not a reason why there's not a a real real reason focusing on your why or fo yeah. yeah exactly yeah. the why. why yeah like the why is an interesting question because that'll bring to your head there's a lot really of things fast, in the why yeah. but like what will come to your head usually is like the smiles if you're really if you're a good person is like the smiles of your employees finding redemption and smiles of your so customers in the why. finding joy but like you know the pride of your family seeing you do well like This is what will come into your why if you ask the question enough. Is like the family, is is the service to the people that that you're serving, and that you ask the why. Why am I doing this enough? That's what you will focus on. And and for the customer, why am I going there? There's so many options, right? But why there? Why? Because there's a why behind it. So yeah. Yeah, I guess to want to actually serve people well, you have to ask why. Would you serve them well? Like what, like why you, why, why would it be good for them to do it, right? You know, like you have to be empathetic. I think it calls you into the why to concern yourself with the experience of others around you, right? Because yep. that's who you end up doing it for. It's funny when you ask mm -hmm. someone why they do what they do, it's never so they can achieve something or an object. Usually if they actually listen to their heart, it's because of the smiles they know they can make happen. Like that's what their why is actually. Think about it. There's so many restaurants. I mean, in one street, you have one after the other. Why is that customer choosing you, right? Or choosing one, please. Then you have to give them a reason why to come and why you're serving them well and why do you want to have them there. You just have to have a reason for everything. Yeah, that's a great, it's just a great lesson for all of us. So like how to live more purpose-driven lives. Well, sometimes you just have to ask why enough times. Like, And I haven't even done that, you could say, but like, I think... Well, my I why. I think about it a lot. Why am I doing this? I, I don't ask too many questions because sometimes it creates stress and I'm like enjoying myself. But like the oh, why yeah, is like, it's a great, there's a time to be inquisitive and a time to enjoy, you know, that quadrant, the fourth quadrant. But like basically, uh, you know, when you're asking why and you're being curious, yeah, you are like probing a lot. And that's like part of prayer. That's like what I teach. It's like, you know, prayer is really scientific about probing the world for feedback on what, you should pursue and what goals and asking for help from the universe, you know, opening yourself to that vulnerability. Like that's the kind of thing that is actual prayer. So like when now we're on top of prayer, what's like one of your best habits maybe that you can share? Like when you, something that makes you, you that you think others, you know, it would be good for others. Ah, we want to get into religion. <laughs> no, habits, habits. It's like, you know, I talk self-help. No, so yeah. like, like if I put a book out, it's going to be in the self-help space. Like, does it have religious undertones for sure? But it's like, What's cool is like thanks to self-help like it doesn't have to be like one against the other kind of thing like i'm not coming out with like a christian book no like, no, no but i mean uh, habits i always 
think uh, if things are meant to be, they happen easily. Uh, I do pray a lot and, and just, you know. How do you pray? Like, what's your method? I mean, as soon as I wake up, I I don't know how to say this in English, but I give my 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 say, <laughs> and then in the in the car, you know, I say like, have a great day. I'm gonna have a great day. Then when I'm going to sleep, I say thank you for the day and and thank you for I mean allowing me to do what I love and to be blessed enough to to have a business that is successful. So, I think those are my habits. Yeah. And oh. I think why and again why how am I doing it, and just I I, I rethink everything every single day. You're um, you're you're a, a woman of contemplation like myself. Like I'm a man of contemplation. So I, to to be in the, I guess you ask a lot of why. I do actually ask a lot of questions to the universe out loud, like 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 kind of pondering, probing questions. So I think that's a really a hallmark of like consciousness, having reached that point of where you're content at probing and questioning and finding out things like you're testing yeah. how to improve how to enjoy how to create you're in a spirit of creation the engine of creation is alive in you because you're probing you're actually opening up these these queries to the universe to god which is like a prayer you could say people are like crazy for looking at they're typing in stuff to an ai and trying to get answers <laughs> and it's like the reality is you can probe the real motherfucking universe excuse me and get actual answers but it's called being vulnerable. It's called praying. It's called using your tongue. It's called using your hand. It's called writing. It's called expressing yourself. It's called being vulnerable. It's called stuff that people can easily not do and just be in their phone talking yeah. to an AI the whole time. So it's like, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, but like you get it, you get it. And I think what's two things I'll remember from you is like uh, confidence of manifestation of positivity of I'm yeah, going to have a great day. I'm going to have a great day. Like that setting no, up be that grateful, mindset. But you have to be grateful. Well, you you just you you open the book with the you open the book with with like the the joy of the youthful joy of confidence and and manifesting like positivity. You open the book and then you're closing the book with gratitude and going to sleep well. 100%. And that, that's like you're boom boom like you're doing it right. You're opening the book of life, book of every day. You know? Yeah, I I mean like I say, I try to go every day to sleep saying thank you. For business, thank you for my staff, thank you for my team, thank you for, for everything. Just that, thank that, you for another day. I call that the wheel of gratitude. So you yeah. kind of like, I, I have one of my metaphors in my book is like rolling that. It's the wheel of gratitude you roll into the ocean of great sleep. Mm -hmm. And so you remember to be grateful before bed because it'll affect how you wake up. It will. It'll affect your whole sleep. Because like that's one of one thing I learned. I about wake the up with a with a torpedo. What? And I wake up like you jump out of bed. Oh my god! Yes. That's great. So much energy. I used to do that. Now I lay in bed and I read. I read my, my spiritual <laughs> no, texts and stuff. Yeah. Like, and the New York Times. No. <laughs> so, all right. So, we, we're almost near the end. We've learned a lot. Um, do you have any great, any ambitions for your time in Miami? Is there anything big new projects besides the robots that you want to... <laughs> <laughs> Not the robots. <laughs> no, uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, this new project will be great. And... Uh, we want to have it all over the U.S. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the next one is bring 1-800-LUCKY to Dubai, if everything goes well. And just, oh, really? Yeah, that's where I'm going. That's big. Opening up just another show, No, and I would love, and I, I, I've been talking to my staff, just giving them the opportunity to go there, you know, and, and, and teach and train other people. 
Yeah, you're giving your staff opportunity to expand and grow. Yeah, for them it's amazing. Well, so that's yeah. awesome. Just keep on growing. That's that's what I want to do. Well, I'd say like the universe is constantly growing a little bit every day, and you know, there's a fact, and that's beautiful. But and guess what? We're each like that. So each we have like a heart bubble of you know our electromagnetic heart wave, and it's like that bubble is out there, and from your circulation of your blood, and the more harmonious it is, the bigger it is, and beautiful thing and that thing the power of that thing I call it your vibe bubble it gets bigger mm-hmm. and bigger every day you learn lessons how to be more at peace in the world with your heart so when you're at peace in the world with your heart your heart's actually pumping very harmoniously in order to create this electromagnetic wave for that field around you it's beautiful and that's the story mm-hmm. of this year people waking up to that these heart bubbles around them and so what's cool is like that is constantly improving it has to kind of improve upon your brain in order to feel growth like your brain needs to kind of see progression to be satisfied. That's how we're wired. Like we're dopamine creatures. Like we basically have to keep improving in order to be satisfied. So like if you focus on your engine of improvement, of creativity, of growth, of your why to those things, like boom, you're, because the, the, the worst case we all know would be to be like, no, I'm going to try to sell everything out of this one book I wrote and I'm going to like try to retire here nah, by this age. Like never. it's like, it's like in France right now they're 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 on strike because they don't want the retirement age to go up two years but it's like reality is Macron should have just like he should have just like said hey this happens like after a 15 year cutoff or something so like you know they like they should plan for it right because the people most pissed off are people who in their heads plan to go retire at this age I I mean just retirement is not in my head but anyway that's the thing when you become a creative engine of God and the community doing your purpose you don't ever see an end in sight because you're feeling you're doing your calling right and that's a very energetic healthy way to live and in, in, in your soul and so to be focused on constantly growing is like that's a sign you're exactly where you should be yeah. and the only thing you can do is just enjoy it more yeah. so I, yeah that's where i like to help people play more and enjoy more and set up those rituals in their life for you know appreciation of others you know family things that matter you know so in Miami scene, you know a lot of people. So like on the pod, let's be real, it's still like a humble grassroots pod. We have some of the best Miami OGs uh, in the city. Everyone knows it. But like there still haven't been any stars that said yes to my random. I, I haven't done the best job emailing people perhaps. Like when at Gloria Spawn. Sure? Like, but like, I, I email Gloria Spawn. So I'm not even sure if I have the right emails for these people. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not good at it. I, I would love it to be easier. But like that's why I thrive on referrals. So like is there anyone in the scene in Miami that might be good for the podcast? There's a lot of chefs and a lot of uh, young entrepreneurs. Uh, remember the the lady that was the girl that was uh, in the panel with me, Valerie Chan. She's amazing. Yeah. She has a lot to talk about. Oh yeah. She's yeah. She's amazing. Uh, her brother, her uh, crew. Let's say it. You know that group of of uh, young chefs, sommeliers, and and creators. They're amazing. Although the owners of, you know, Jaguar Sun and Boyave, they're just insane people. Very, 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 very smart people. You have to be kind of like ruthless to be in the restaurant space, right? In the back kitchen. It's kind of like, I've never been back there. Like, I can't no, say that. No, it's funny. I'm talking like I empathize. I love cooking, right? But like, I haven't been in the war room, you know? Like, I like that's a whole different experience, right? Like, so one thing I was going to say for you is like, I'm saying you have to probably have to fight off your fair share of like, you have to prove yourself in the kitchen and like your, your Yeah, but strength. I'm never in the kitchen. You're, you used to be more, right? When I was a kid, yeah. Okay, so I guess you, you're more front of the house kind I'm of I'm front of right? the house. So. I mean, I go to the back, but yeah, I'm more front of the house. 
Okay. But so, the, the the back of the houses, it's quite a. Well, there's the where the knives are, you know. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> like Gordon Ramsay. Now, exactly. You know, I admire a lot the back of the house. It's a lot of um, there's a lot of respect going on. Like the levels of of. Execution. Say levels, but execution. No, it's it's a lot of respect. I mean, there's there's hierarchy. You know what it reminds a me of? A lot of hierarchy. It reminds me of like a software company, and like that's like the coders, like the hardware, the IT, like. But there's a certain seniority there, like uh-huh, coders. Yeah. There's a certain respect coders get from their coder friends in a company that's been there forever. Like, like they've been around, they've seen all the problems. Like they're the jefes. Like coders get that respect back there in the back kitchen. It's amazing. I love that respect. I and then the front end, you get more of the salespeople who are like pushing things. But like the reality is, you need both for a great yep. system to operate. Yep. You need like the pushing new stuff, and you need the respect. And honestly, you could even use the same metaphor for like religion for for politics. Excuse me to go there, but it's like Republican is like back of the house respects old ways, and then front of the house is like new possibilities selling democratism, right? Like so, it's like you could use that analogy of the restaurant for a lot of things. Like it's kind it's of true. cool, actually. It is. All right, so I'll remember to ask some of these people. Please um, do. Otherwise, There's a lot of people here making a lot of uh, great things for for Miami. So otherwise, so I know like one of my favorite podcasters, Lewis Howes, he always ends with like, "What's your definition of greatness?" And I want I want to say that in like a like I'm not thinking that's great or anything, but like I've never asked that question to anybody. I'll test it out just because like maybe this will get me and Lewis to actually be friends and have a talk. You know, because hey Lewis, love you. I'm actually sharing you my love of you on my podcast, so it's a little in more intimate level. So, what's your definition of greatness, Gabby? Thing being uh, thankful and and uh, honest. Thankful and honest. I think we covered that in this chat today. Like your. I just think honesty is, is a huge thing. Your 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 cutthroat honesty, just like. Not no playing game, no hiding, no, no, no like just that's being great. Yeah, I think great. Yeah, that's very true. Like when you reach that level of sharing everything, that means you put yourself in the now that way, right? So like yep. you'd be surprised. Like there's some people who meditate for hours and hours to try to get the same level of consciousness you have created, you have achieved because of your love of creativity and an art form and doing your best for your family. So. The honesty gets you there where you don't need to sit on a mat for four mm-hmm. hours and meditate to be in the now because you're snapped into the now of honesty, of not hiding it's things back all the time. Extremely expensive. I was going to say extremely important to be honest. And then the gratitude you said? Well, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. And that's like the joy quadrant where yeah. you're just chilling there and you're... Yeah, that gives you peace of mind. Okay, so why is it a quadrant? All right, I'll end on this. So I said there's like service honor and joy and then i say joy is always in the fourth quadrant the best one right i think because the fourth one must be the ego quadrant which is like the opposite one right <laughs> so anyway like anyway i did i have a uh, an intention of this podcast like brainstorm how to transform the egos who just care about more and more money and fame and numbers and then i think you know what we think we figured it out together right it comes back to ego can kill you it comes back to your your why that's what it was. There you go. If you focus on the why, you're not going to keep chasing more yeah. and more crap. Yeah, I mean, you can, but it's but it, you it know exactly you. why you're going there. It won't there. fulfill the why, because then that the why will will just get you to another why of like, oh well, why do you need that growth goal so bad? You know, like what what about? I mean, you 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 want to go more, you want to grow more, you want to be more. But the gratitude but, key is yeah, the key. Sad. Otherwise, you'll never said. be satisfied. Honesty, gratitude. That's why I'll share for Lewis one so last important. thing. I actually have a satisfaction zone, 
which is four hours before bed, which is no more pouting about problems not or goals not hit, like things that went wrong, things you want to fix. That's your hours for toasting to family, feasting, reading, watching, enjoying yourself, the satisfaction zone, and that's in the book as well. So I think, yeah, we've learned some great lessons together, and I think all, what I'll remember is your definition of greatness is comes down to honesty and gratitude. And like, you never be surprised like how you can reappreciate two different like qualities about the universe or virtues like in a new way from a new perspective every time. So like, I guess all this week we can learn more and more about honesty and gratitude. Thanks to Gabby. Awesome. Hey, hug it out. Thank you. I'll have to come get a picture with you somehow, somewhere, maybe. Uh, definitely, you'll get a picture and take, take a video of you or something. But awesome. Thanks for coming. Thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah. Uh, chili was enjoy, great. Enjoy. Everyone has to try <laughs> your yeah. chili, hey, man. Yeah, you're actual chef. Like, okay. No, for real, it was great. <laughs>